welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey folks, it's Amy here. Uh, I apologize if you were watching all of the uh, like epic fails I just did on the Facebook Live. Here we are. I think we've got ourselves working now. Excellent. Uh, welcome back if you were with me yesterday and hello if you weren't. Um, this week I am jumping on to Facebook to give you like a mini yoga biz training every day of the week. Why? Because a whole bunch of people have been saying to me that, well, the year is nearly done and so I may as well quit doing stuff because um you know it's it's October and I, I'm you know there's no chance for me I'm gonna give up on my goals I'm gonna give up on what I'm working on um and I'm just gonna like call it for the year and I have declared war on this attitude like blowing the conch on that getting the elephants lined up and ready to charge because I think that in fact it is the perfect time to be really getting clear on what your goals are what do you want to still get done this year and then getting a plan in place to go make them happen so that is uh what um what I'm going to be talking about all week hey everybody who's joining me live uh let me know who's here I'd love to like say hello for uh so I know that would be super fun um I've just got to tell you, oh, for those of you who are listening to this instead on the podcast and can't see the visuals, this won't apply to you. This is just for people who are watching on, hey, Pia, just for people who are watching on, you know, watching rather than listening. I want to tell you all this, that's not from Amy being on the Shiraz, okay? I just, I smashed a lot of blueberries for breakfast and my Ayurvedic doctor says, as a pitta person, I have a tendency to overly scrape my tongue, TMI. I'm only allowed to do it once a day. So you got that. You've got the Shiraz tongue. I promise you, it's blueberries. It's not Shiraz. <laughs> awesome. So today I want to talk about prioritizing tasks. You may know, some of you, maybe you're watching, you were there. Like Sam, Sam's here. Awesome. Perfect, Sam. So we've just come back from retreat in, uh, in Thailand. Uh, what now, Sam? Three weeks ago. And um, and while we're on retreat, everybody gets super inspired and pumped up and, and gets a whole lot of lists of things to do and, and uh, motivated about ways to make changes and to do things better. And then what I've been finding is checking in with the women who are on retreat uh, in their sort of uh, post-retreat follow-up calls is that a bunch of them are like, holy Toledo, Batman, there is so much stuff that I've got to do and I kind of don't know where to get started. And so... I want to talk about that today. I've got a bit of a system that I'm going to run through about how do you prioritize your tasks so that you're not in overwhelm. Barbara's in the house. I was stalking you this morning, Barbara. Oh, besties. Katie's here as well. Good, good. Excellent. Um, Katie, you're coming on retreat. Mm, yes. Isn't she lucky, Sam? And Barbara's been on retreat as well. Look at this. Two retreat graduates can tell you, Katie, how awesome it is. So today we're going to be talking about prioritizing tasks. Perhaps not sexy, but I tell you, if you get this down, it makes the world of difference. Barbara, I was just telling everybody that if you see my purple tongue, that's not from the night on the wines. It's from blueberries. I promise you, I'll take a blood alcohol test. Not that we have a problem with wine. Oh my God. Unless you do, whatever. Okay. Barbara says the retreat is so awesome. It's so awesome. 
book in if you want to come, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. Okay, so prioritizing tasks and what do you do first? So here's where I'm going to start. The first thing to consider for most of the folks in this community, then this won't apply for everybody. If you're fairly organized or you've, you've got a uh, reliable income coming in, this point may not be for you. But if, if generating consistent income in your yoga business is important, this is where you start with how do you prioritize your tasks. You start by working on the money-making activities. What needs doing in your business that is going to directly lead to income. I was talking to one of the women who came on retreat in her call uh, earlier in the week and just about, you know, she's just quit her corporate job and now she's back from retreat and going, um, I don't like the term full time, full time, but for, for this conversation, let's just say she's going full time yoga teacher. And she was feeling like there's so much to do and she doesn't know where to get started. And she was thinking that, in fact, she needs to make herself a new website. Her website is a bit old fashioned. It does the job, but it's not great. Maybe she needs to go build herself a new website. And we were talking about this and what is more important right now. Is it great to have an amazing looking website? Of course. Is it important? Yes. It's, it's, your, it's, it's more of a shop front, in fact, than your studio or your home studio or the church that you rent or, or the Masonic Lodge or whatever. Having a strong, confident, beautiful online presence is, is super important. But for her what, her, what she doesn't have is an online system to receive payments. And she's looking to host a big workshop in a really exciting venue. It's going to be an incredibly fun day that she's planning. And she's advertising. It's a 45-minute drive from her house. So she's got to go find new people to invite to it. But she, all she has is if you want to come, ring me or send me an email. And straight away, we can see that this is a barrier to taking action. If someone sees her poster or they see her Facebook ad and they're like, dang, that looks awesome. I want to sign up. They've got to go through this convoluted process to actually give her the money and register themselves. If people are super keen, they'll do that. But what we know is that life can be full and sometimes people get distracted and sometimes people don't go back to do something that they had a really strong intention to achieve in the first place. So in fact, for her, rather than spending her time building a new website, what she needs to do is actually generate herself some kind of online shopping cart, PayPal, Stripe, whatever, so that she can have a link on her existing website that people can press to go over and buy something. For her, it seems like the biggest and most important project is the new website. But in fact, if we think about it through the lens of what is going to bring in the money the fastest, what she needs to focus on immediately is enabling people to pay her in an easier way, i.e. get herself an online shopping cart, sign up for PayPal, whatever, so that people, when they see her awesome event, can book in in the moment when they're feeling really called to do so. So this is my, this is my, uh, like the, the initial pass of what needs to get done from the list. What is going to bring you in money the fastest? Now, like I said, if you are in um, abundance and prosperity in a, in a consistent way, there may be a different lens for you to initially apply. But for most of us, it's going to come back to what's going to bring me money the fastest. So that also can carry through to maybe you've got some projects that you would like to complete by the end of the calendar year. Maybe you would like to host a workshop and also uh, create some online yoga classes to sell. We know 
that creating online yoga classes to sell is not a fast path to cash. If we need to do a podcast on that topic, let me know. I'm up for it because I know it's talked to a lot of you and you're like, I think I want to make some passive income by teaching yoga online. Um, that might be fun to do. It's not going to go make you a whole bunch of money. Think about it. If you've got 100 people on your mailing list and maybe 1% of people, 1% to 3% of people are going to buy from you off that list, or so 1% to 3 people are going to buy your online yoga classes, how much are you going to charge for them? 20 bucks. So maybe you'll make $60. But if you want to have a, a mini workshop or a, a mini retreat, you know, Saturday, Sunday sort of situation, maybe it's $250 per person. That's the thing that you focus on. That's the thing that you go market because that's the thing that's actually going to generate the money for you in the short term. Dee's here. Awesome. Rosie's here. Excellent. Um, <laughs> look at all of these people who have just already been on my retreat. Like it's a full house. Pia, I think you're the only one that said hello so far who either hasn't been or isn't already registered. Get on it, girl. We want to see you there. So that's number one. What is going to bring in the money the fastest? Money-making activities. Next, on your to-do list, if you think about your events and what to, this is specifically about your marketing, what is next on the calendar that needs to be sold next? So if you have, if your classes, I don't know, a lot of Australians, school started back this week. Um, you know, if you're, um, if, if, you, if you're just started your classes back and you don't have the numbers you want, that's what you focus on, not the masterclass that's happening in five weeks. So that can wait a week or two before you start marketing that. What do you do next on your list? Oh my God, I've got so many things that I'm selling all at once and I don't know what to do first. What's the next one that's coming up chronologically and focus on that. Now, I have a caveat for this one because certain your high ticket items take longer to sell. Let me explain. If you offer something that is a sizable investment of money, energy, and time, it is going to take a lot longer than something that is a smaller investment. For example, come on my retreat is a two and a half thousand dollar investment. And you've got to book international flights and you've got to get childcare for a week and you've got to take time off work if you have another job or sub your classes or whatever, it's involved. So while it's not happening until January, I'm marketing it now because the people who are coming need to do some prep work to get themselves organized to be there in Thailand in January. At the same time, I'm also offering a masterclass on Sunday, which is $7. We'll talk about that later. So I am marketing these two things at the same time. I'm not waiting until after I've finished marketing the masterclass before I start marketing the retreat. So generally, if you're thinking about what, how do I prioritize my marketing effort? Generally, it's about starting, it's about looking at the calendar and what's coming up next or what's already started if you have block bookings and filling those up with the exception of when you have high ticket items, teacher training, uh, weekend retreat, week-long retreat, anything that's going to cost more money and require your participants to do more organizing to get themselves prepared to go there needs more time. Um, is this making sense, folks? Maddie's here. Maddie, seriously, like book yourself into the retreat. I've already decided which room you're in. Kylie's here. It's a beautiful where you are, Kylie, this morning. It's gorgeous here in Central Vic. Um, Sam says, we missed the atmosphere and support, so we need to be here. Yay. I hear you, Sam, says Barbara. 
You're such a superstar, Barbara. You're all superstars. All right, so one, start with money-making activities. Two, look at the calendar, what's coming up next, and focus on that, with the exception of your large ticket items, because they need more time. Once you've got those two things done, once you've looked at all of your tasks, and you've chosen out to start with the ones that are gonna make money, and then you've looked at the ones that need to happen next, because they're coming up next, the next, the next thing to look at on all of the things that you have to do is how can you automate, systematize, or schedule your stuff? Now, this is really shiver encoded. I don't think we've got any dudes, folks who identify as dudes uh, on the call this morning, but you know, awesome if you're here and being quiet or watching the replay. This is a shiver encoded podcast and vlog for you. That's kind of how I roll in case you hadn't noticed. So, you know, I like it over here. Stay with me. If you're more Shakti encoded and you're feeling like constricted because there's too many talking, like too many words, like automation and scheduling and systems, which freak you out. I promise this will change your life. I promise. Lisa, Carly says it's beautiful. Lisa's here. Lisa's also coming on retreat. God, look at this. So cool. Um, okay. So once you've looked at what's going to make you the money, and then you've looked at what's coming up next on your calendar for your marketing effort. Then I want you to look at what can I be doing as I, as I go through these tasks that I could be scheduling or automating so that I don't have to keep doing it or that I don't have to be doing it every day. So, so that I don't have to keep doing it, that's automation. How can you make your systems do work for you? Here's an example. I know a bunch of you, when you have new students turn up, you give them a piece of paper to fill out, or maybe you email it to them in advance, right, as a non-writable PDF that you hope they have a printer and they can print it out. That's another conversation. But anyway, you have some kind of intake form that you get people to fill out. And I also know some of you, I'm not going to name names, you know who you are, have a pile of those forms sitting in your office, which might be your kitchen table, because you're going to like do all of the, enter all of that data. And that will require you to probably like watch something on the TV with a laptop on your lap and punching in stuff while you're kind of watching something on the TV, right? Like it's a tedious, boring, unless you love data entry, you know, jai jai to you, but most of us don't. That's a task that can be automated. How? Because you don't email them a form, you have an online form on your website, on a hidden page, that once someone's paid, they get taken to that page and they punch in all of their information and they tick the box to your terms and conditions and then your website puts that into a spreadsheet that you can pull up on your phone when you turn up to teach. There's all your people, you didn't have to enter any data. That is an automation system. If you have a form that people fill out when they turn up, stop it. Have your iPad, and don't send me any of them, but there's no internet where I teach. It's 2018, like, you know, come on. Have your iPad, your tablet or whatever, and have people fill it out on the iPad before you start the class. Again, they punch it in directly to the interwebs. It gets put on the spreadsheet. You have all of the data already. That is an automation process. And you're not feeling shitty every time you're like, oh God, the samskara of those 12 
on those 12 forms that I need to put into the and they're getting dustier and dustier and you know you've just sent out a newsletter and those 12 people aren't going to get it because you just hate data entry and you're beating yourself up about it and does anybody else like know what I'm saying here does anybody else guilt themselves about how they're a bad person because they're avoiding doing the shitty tasks good news your computer is really smart and the internet is like you know infinite consciousness and it can help you do this stuff so that you don't have to do it yourself. So when you're looking at how do I prioritize my tasks, be looking at what can I automate? How can I make this easier for myself? Because I don't have to go do it manually. I know when I, um, when I first started teaching, uh, people would have to, you know, put the money into my bank account. Then I would have to email them and let them know the stuff and, um, then, then they would say, well, you know, could I have a receipt and I'd get into word and I'd, I'd type out all of the stuff in word, Barbara, I think you got invoices from me that I made in word, um, back in the day. And then I would turn them into a PDF and then I would email them back to the person. Like all of that took time that I could be doing something else, which I would like to say would be yoga asana, but probably it's watching YouTube videos about yoga cults. I'm just keeping it real here. I would prefer to be doing that than even though Barbara's fabulous, making her an invoice in Word. Now you sign up to my class here in Castlemaine and Moon Clerk sends you the thing. I talked to my accountant. She told me what I need to put into the system so that when the automatic email goes out to people after they've bought my class, it says, turn up here. This is the time. Bring this stuff. This is a tax invoice. Here's my ABN, all of the stuff. I don't make anyone an invoice anymore. You buy something from me, you get the invoice automatically through my shopping cart. Automate, automate. Okay, then I wanna talk about scheduling and batching tasks. And this one is particularly pertinent for your social media. Here's what we know. You want your social media to be engaging, you need to be posting on it every day. Yes, every day. Better yet, living every day. I know for a lot of you, that's like, oh my God, that's way too much. I get it. You know, it's okay. Keep breathing. Maybe that is way too much, but definitely it's probably more social media than what you're already doing with the exception of probably Sam and Barbara of the people that I can see that are here. If anyone else feels like they've got their, Hey, Dolores is here. If anyone else feels like they're totally across their social media and they're posting enough, you, you can sit this point out. But for most of us, me included, not enough content on ye oldie social media. But here's the thing about it. Man, can it be a drag? Like, you know, sometimes you're just not into it. I know I should post to Instagram, but mm, I want to, whatever you want to do. What do you want to, like, what's your thing? Let's shout out if you're watching me live. What's your thing that generally you would prefer to be doing when you have to do some mundane task? Barbara's probably wanting to be kayaking somewhere gorgeous. Sam wants to be cooking Japanese food. What do you want to be doing, Kylie? What do you want to be doing, Lisa? What about you, Dolores? What would you prefer to be doing than some kind of like, oh, here we go again. Amy said, I've got to post once a day to Insta, once a day to Facebook and do two Instagram stories a day. And I just, I'd much prefer to be eating coconut milk, salted caramel ice cream, whatever your thing is. I want to know. Fabi's here. Oh, crocheting, says Maddie. You bloody hipster. Reading, says Fabi. I wish that was me. Oh, reading is an effort for me. I've got to, I've got to own that. Awesome. Okay. So 
what I, what you can be doing with prioritizing your tasks is starting to cluster things together, batching your tasks so that rather than doing all of your like one Facebook a day and then an hour later, one Instagram and then an hour later, one Insta story and then five hours later, another Insta story. And you feel like you're on social media for your business all day, every day, rather than doing that, get yourself some scheduling software. There is a truckload of them, depending on how you like to roll Hootsuite. We use buffer. There's truckloads of them. I'm not recommending one over another. Get yourself one and decide that for two hours and you'll get this down to probably 60 minutes a week, you put in all the stuff that you want to ping up on your social media accounts for the week so that you don't have to be doing it every day. Right? This is like, Batching tasks will make you a happier yogi, I promise you. Um, rather than doing a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of the other, doing a cluster of things at the same time is going to make you a much, much happier yogi. So automate, schedule, and then systems. So thinking about how do you, like looking to create systems in what you do. One of the, one of the really powerful systems that um, I'm seeing some of my, uh, some of the women who are in the keep growing mastermind are really nailing this at this point is their marketing system. You know, if you've been doing this for a while, you, um, if you've been marketing things for a while and you've built up a level of capacity and skill, you know what works and what doesn't work. So you probably know what is the system that I need to implement so that every time I'm marketing something, I don't have to go into freak out. I just know what to do because I've done it five times before. So maybe your system looks like you sit down one day and you make the Facebook event and you post it to Eventbrite and you make the couple of two, three emails that are going out to your mailing list about the event and you make the poster that's going out the event and you order the postcards from Vistaprint or whatever you do for the event and you share it into your local Facebook groups for that particular event. You come up with the system, you create your Facebook ad, you create your Instagram ad, you do a, you make a couple of videos about it and then you schedule them to pop up over the next couple of days. This is your marketing system so that you're not every day going, oh fudge, I've got that workshop coming up in two weeks and I haven't got enough people and I don't know what to do. Yes, you do know what to do if you've done it before. Let this be a system. Now this doesn't mean that it stays static because as you continue to use your system, you will see what's working and what's not working. I know um, Sadie in the Keep Growing Mastermind, she, she's told me that she knows she gets great response from her when she shares her events in local Facebook groups when she posts on a Sunday night. She's seen this over, over you know, 18 months of doing it. She knows that that is the hot time to be sharing that information in the Facebook group. She gets better results. So in her system, she now knows it's not just post in local Facebook groups. It's on the Sunday of wherever it falls in her calendar. She's going to go in and make that post. She's not all in chitter vritty about it because she knows this is a system. It works. I just roll it out each time I get to do that. All right, I'm going to do a recap. I've mentioned three things so far about how to prioritize your tasks and I've got one more to go. One, start with money-making activities. What are the things in your task list that are going to bring in money the fastest and prioritize those? Two, look at your calendar. What is coming up next that needs filling and focus on that? 
with the exception of your high ticket items, remember retreats and teacher trainings, things into the thousands of dollars or the you know, three to seven days or beyond need more marketing time. Three, what can you automate, schedule, or create a system for so that things become easier? You're not rethinking and recreating and re-worrying every time you have to do a task that is a regular task in your business. Think about everything that you do in your business. It's probably quite unlikely that you ever do anything that you don't do again. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the Rotary Club asks you to come do a talk, you do it and you decide, look, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> okay, it does happen. But probably if someone invites you to come do a talk about the health benefits for busy mums and yoga, that's probably going to happen again. So even then you can say, well, or, or here's a great example. One of, and again, another one of the women in the Keep Growing Mastermind, Susan Propa, she's in Florida. She, this woman is like kills it at vendor tables, you know, fairs. And so Barbara does this too really well. Um, you know, having a, having a vendor table and interacting with people and meeting them. Susan's got this down to a fine art. So each time she does it, she knows what has to go into the car, what has to, to for the drive there, what has to get ready ahead of time, what, Special deals or offers am I going to create at the event? How am I, what, where is my um, opt-in technology, whether that's a, an iPad or a clipboard so that I can be gathering people's contact information when I'm there? She's not all like, you know, I don't know, Carly licking up Ruktabija all over the place. She knows. She's Durga on the tiger, man. She, she knows what to do because she's created a system for it. Okay. Playing outside, says Carly, was what she would prefer to be doing then posting like being a slave to her social media yes um sam says she would prefer to be eating japanese food and sitting with the geriatric kitty no doubt sam just you just so cool okay so i've got one more point to make before i do that i want to share with you an invitation to join me this weekend for i'm just going to post the link here um the master class that i've created because so many people are like I, you know, it's, it's the end, it's, it's October, I may as well just abandon my yoga business for the year. I, you know, you guys know me, you're regular watchers, regular listeners. I have a propensity for the hyperbolic. No, really? Yes. <laughs> but even this one is too much for me. Like, I like to be emphatic, in case you hadn't noticed. But even this one is just over the top. It is not too late. The time is... Now, in fact, this is the most powerful time, you know, coming into the end of the year, like go for it. You don't see a marathon runner at the end of a marathon be like, yeah, kind of nearly there. I'm just going just gonna to walk the rest. That may be me and Ludo at Wonderlust 108 in November. Please say hi if you see me there sweating like a crazy lady. But, it's not, but um, that's not my point. My point is you finish strong. And so now is the time to be doing that. So this weekend, Sunday, 10 a.m. Melbourne time, um, we, I'm going to be doing a 90-minute live training. And it's actually, it's a workshop. So it's like get, your, like get in it and make your stuff. Um, Hands-on workshop about what are your goals, what's still around, what needs doing, how are you course correcting, and what do you need to get yourself there by the end of the year. If earning another five grand is going to make you feel great about yourself, Let's figure out how to do it. If, if getting your website done is going to get you starting 2019 on a high, let's figure it out. If you've wanted to 
offer private yoga all year and you're still hiding and scared to talk about it, let's figure it out. That's what the weekend is going to be about. So if you want to sign up for that, it's seven bucks. I've put the link in the comments uh, so that you can click it, go sign up. A bunch of you have already signed up. Here's the thing. Why is it $7? It's $7 because this is a masterclass for people who are prepared to actually show up and do the work. Seven bucks, whatever. Like, you know, maybe Amy makes $200. You know, whatever. That's not the point. The point is I want you to have skin in the game because I want you to take this seriously because I want you to be successful in your yoga business. One, because I freaking care about you. But two, the world needs more yoga right now, right? That's part of my dharma. Your class is being full. I have a vested interest in that. That's part of my dharma, like helping heal the planet. Yes, I bring my own shopping bags and I help you get more people doing yoga and that is a really good thing. So I want, if you are up for it, not in a way that's going to burn you out or overwhelm you or feel you feel that you're exhausted by the time Christmas arrives, none of that. But if you're ready to get clear and focused and get out of overwhelm and get out of excuses and get back into what are the, what is the most easeful, joyful and focused way I can get my business to where I desire it to be so that I can be even more deeply in service to my people. If you feel like that, please sign up for the workshop. If you can't join me live, don't worry. There will be a replay. There's a workbook, all that good stuff. Some special prizes, all of that good stuff. Uh, it's $7. Why? Because I want you to be invested in your own success. That's why. So there's the link, go do it. All right, so back to the training for today. Point number four in prioritizing your tasks. This one is a little more advanced, although I am so impressed with all of the women who have just come back from retreat. They are like on it. Outsourcing. What on your task list can be done by someone who is not you? What on your task list can be done by someone who is not you? What can you give to somebody else to do? And I promise you, if you look at that list and you're honest with yourself, it's a whole lot of it. Now, this might not be yoga business. This might be get your house cleaned by someone else. The time that you spend mopping and vacuuming the floor, what is that? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've done that for myself. I don't know. Someone give me a heads up. How much? How long, an hour? I don't know. Um, whatever. Hey, Alison, um, Alison's coming on Sunday, whatever, like however long it takes you to clean your bathroom and tidy the kitchen and da, da, da. Like, could you pay someone else to do that? So that that 90 minutes, you could be doing your business. How long does it take to set up a new, please come along to my Sunday workshop webpage about 90 minutes. So I don't know my cleaner. She comes for 90 minutes. She's like the Tassie devil. It's awesome. I love her. Um, and, and I pay her $70. And if I sat down and made myself a come to my Sunday afternoon yoga workshop webpage and it made a Facebook ad and I posted it in some groups, I could do all of that in 90 minutes and I would go make myself $600. Like it, it, it makes sense, right? So maybe it's not in your yoga business. Maybe it's somewhere else in your life that is going to free up more time. Maybe you want to get your kids minded one half day if you've got kids at home maybe you get someone in to mind them sit with them half a day a week so that you can work on your business in that time <laughs> i uh you all know this already so it's, don't feel like it's an overshare i'm currently dating god anyway 
uh, give me a Bikram class any day, right? You think, do you think Bikram is hard? Man, dating. Anyway, I'm currently dating. And I was talking to this guy the other day about how I, you know, about my dog walker. And I just knew then that this was the first date. Like the date was done because this guy had so much judgment about the fact that I paid someone else to come walk my dog. You know, not everybody is down with this. Maybe you have a husband who's like, you know what? I don't want someone else in our house folding my laundry. I don't want a stranger looking at my underpants. I get it. But I promise you, if you can free up more time from stuff that someone else can do, and if it's anything like my cleaner, she can do it a hell of a lot better than I can do it, then you can invest that in your yoga business. Now, maybe it is actually outsourcing tasks in your yoga business itself. Like I said, I mean, we're on retreat, actually when we were on retreat, and also when we all got back, a bunch of the women who were there, they'd gone and hired virtual assistants. So they now have someone else working for them five hours a week, uh, for, you know, cost them a couple of hundred dollars a month to do all of their social media, to make all of their posts, all of the pretty quote cards, all of the comments, getting back to people, following and unfollowing people to build up their potential studentship. They're paying someone else to do that because actually they would prefer to be with their kids or have less screen time or take more yoga classes or read more yoga books or, or go outside or play with their geriatric cats or whatever. So, you know, where can you be outsourcing? And this is particularly if you're just getting started with outsourcing, look at things like, can someone else mow your lawn? Can someone else clean your house? Can someone else do your social media? If you're looking for outsourcing for yoga business tasks, can someone else, if you have a studio, can someone else clean the studio and buy the toilet paper and change the flowers? You know, it is time. Dolores, I don't know if you're doing any of that stuff for yourself. But even if you have a home studio, I mean, do you need to be the person who is cleaning it? Is there some woman, is there someone, is there a person, doesn't matter about their gender, where they're on the gender spectrum, let's not go there. But is there someone in your community who has a couple of hours a week spare who could use a bit of cash in hand because they're happy to just have the, uh, the headphones in, mop your studio floor so that you can be doing something else. It's a good deal all around. What can you be outsourcing right they're my four tips danny's here as well hey danny i don't know if my arm is backwards on the facebook i think it it might be backwards on the facebook dolores says she's doing all of it stop it david bowie i mean seriously am i gonna have to come over there and kick you in the pants stop it um all right so let me reiterate and then i've got one maha teaching about prioritizing tasks um, that I'm going to share with you before we finish it up. You guys are being great today. Thanks for being so interactive. People that are listening to this on the podcast, they can't see all of your amazing emojis. Love it. One, focus on the stuff that's going to make you the money the fastest. Two, look at your calendar, what's coming up next and market that, except if it's a big ticket item. Three, what can you automate, schedule or systematize so that things happen by themselves or in batches, or by following your own recipe so that you're not redoing unnecessary work. And four, what on your task list can be done better by someone else? And this is not a time to be special. No one else knows it like me. Teach them and they will. We love you, Chrissy. Uh, or what can someone else do in my life that's going to let me have more time to be working on my business. What can I outsource? Got it? Four points. Uh, <laughs> thanks.
thanks for everybody telling me that my t-shirt comes around the right way. Sam says, yes, it's the right way on mine. <sighs> Demi says, yes, someone else cleaning my house. Give me so much time to be creative. Oh, yeah, another dating analogy. So I went over to this guy's house, you know, whatever for lunch. And, um, and he's cleaning his house on a Saturday morning, no Sunday morning. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> for real? me you got a good job you got a nice house you got a great car you obviously have all of your shirts are hanging in the back he doesn't wash he has everything dry clean like what the hell pay someone to clean your house <laughs> you could be doing something else right now oh and i gotta tell you i mean you know he wasn't great at it so you know up level anyway enough of that here is my overall teaching for this is the maha thing about prioritizing tasks it is time, dear ones, to do away with your to-do list. I love, love, love the way that Danielle Laporte talks about women and their to-do lists. If you haven't heard it, go get White Hot Truth on Audible just for that part. I mean, the whole thing is awesome, but just this part in particular, the way that women have these to-do lists and then they guilt themselves about all the things that they haven't done and then they put stuff on that they have already done just so that they can have the satisfaction of ticking it off. Like, it's messed up. I uh, went through a phase in my life where I was doing the whole most important tasks thing to, you know, it's a, like a productivity game, very masculine encoded. And it worked to a degree, except that I was working a full-time job. I was starting a coaching business and I was teaching five yoga classes a week, kind of busy. That was back in the days when Amy paid someone else to walk the dog. Can you, that's why, right? Kind of busy. But I had this post-it note and I'd stick it in my mole skin. Hello, you know who you are. And all the things I had to do the day. Um, and Inevitably, when it came time at the end of the day to get the post-it for the next day, I was just transposing those tasks that didn't get done onto the next day's post-it note. And it's highly likely that if you pulled, if you uncrunkled all the scrunched up post-its, there would be tasks that would have been on there for like weeks. Not only is it inefficient, it's completely demoralizing to look at the list of things you said you were going to get done and go, well, fudge, I only got two of like the 20. I'm a crappy person. This is not the training to talk about that negative belief. I'm just trying to, you know, in Amy's style, be a little extreme to make my point. So it's time to stop doing that. Kill your to-do list. No more to-do list. You want to get anything from me ever about making yourself successful in your yoga business? Ditch your to-do list. This is the number one thing. This is be one of the biggest game changes you're ever going to get from me. It ain't profound, but it also is profound. Instead, put your tasks into your calendar, whether it's Google Calendar or iCal or whatever else you want to use, I don't care, but put your tasks into your calendar so that they are given a time and you are committed to when they will get done. Rosie, I think Rosie's gone to bed, but I know she was working on this on one retreat. So I know today, in fact, I just got a notification that at 10 o'clock, I need to go look at some training that I've signed up for about Instagram. And I'm not freaking out about, oh shit, that thing, I've got to put it on my list because I said I would do it and I haven't done it yet. No, I just know that Wednesday at 10 o'clock, I'm going to go do that training. I'm not, and, and I know that after that, I've got in my, tar, in my calendar, write the email to go out to everybody to, for tomorrow about the podcast. And I know that in my calendar after that, I've got the write the emails that go out about the masterclass training, the reminder emails to make sure that you all turn up on time. So I'm not freaking out about, oh my God, there is so much crap to get done. 
it's just all in my calendar. And I've got it scheduled in, in times where I'm available to work. Uh, so, you know, there are days when I, I just, I was saying yesterday, I've just signed up to a new yoga studio. That's uh, a Jiva Mukti studio. That is a, like a nearly a two hour drive from my house. So the days that I'm going to take yoga classes there, the calendar is just blocked out and it says you're going to yoga or, um, you know, if I'm going, um, if I'm, my social life is in there, um, things that I have to get done around my house is in there. And I'm never in freak out about, oh my God, I've got all of this stuff to do and I haven't done any of it, nor am I beating myself up about being a crappy person because I just keep putting the stuff onto the next post-it note. Is this landing for people? Deidre says, some people like cleaning. Oh, hell yeah, Deidre. Some people do, like my cleaner. She freaking loves it. And I'm so grateful that she exists and that people like her exist. It's like people who do events management. I mean, bless them. I love that those people exist. Dear, I think you're one. It just ain't me. I mean, but here's the thing. This is where we get to play to our strengths, Dee, because, man, I could write me some emails for days. I love it. Whereas other people would be like, hell, I'll do anything. I'm going to go clean my toilet for the second time today because I'm trying to avoid writing any new emails, you know? So yes, play to your strengths. Tracy Gray says, I'm interviewing a new virtual assistant in 20 minutes. Bam. Love that. Uh, Candida Langman says, how are we going to remember then? How do you remember? Because you look at your calendar. You have it on your phone. And, and if you have it set up for notifications, I get a ping half hour before everything starts saying, hey, don't forget, uh, you're going to set up a new Facebook ad in half hour. Okay, cool. It means I've got time to make another cup of tea, water my orchids, and uh, great. Now it's time to do the next thing. Um, technology equals awesome. Sam says, now I understand the calendar use better. Thank you. It just clicked. Right. And, and you don't have to be militant about it. Um, I go to the gym every day, right, with, with a friend, like, like um, my, my, my gym buddy. We go to the gym. It's kind of actually like therapy while you lift weights. It's awesome. I love it. I hate the gym, but, you know, you do it with a friend. It's all good. And some days she'll be doing something or I'll be doing something and she'll send me a text and say, hey, can we do the gym half hour earlier or can we go this afternoon instead of this morning or whatever? And so, cool, I'm in charge of my life. I look at my calendar and I can shuffle things around. Obviously not things like teaching your classes or for me, coaching my clients, but can my Facebook ads wait until this afternoon because I want to go to the gym this morning? Yes, you don't have to be dogmatic about it, but what I'm not doing is just having it sit on a post-it note and not getting to it and feeling crappy about myself because of it. Okay, um, Dolores says, I feel like I work... 20 hours a day, but it's simply because I'm not organized. The diary is coming out. Yet, Dolores, get it electronic. And here's the great thing about it, Dolores. Um, as you start to grow, you can share your calendar with your team. Now, obviously, you, you know, if you're going to have a Brazilian wax or something, you might use code if you're going to share it with people you don't know so well. But my team has access to my calendar. And they can see when I'm working and they can see when I've got spare time, if they need to reschedule things for me or they need to book me in for something or they need me to get a task done, they'll put it into my calendar so that I know to go do it. So definitely keep it online, Dolores, so that you can share it. And this is, thanks Dolores for reminding me about this final point. I know I've gone on way too long. I'll finish this up very soon, folks. Because everything is in my calendar, I don't feel like I'm working all the time because I know that, okay, tomorrow I go back to work and here's the things that I have to do. And when I've done all of those things, I'm done. 
like, you know, it, it, my dog, Stevie, he knows we've got this phrase. When I say it, he knows it's time to pack up. He gets his toys. I get his bed and we're out. The door gets shut and the business is done for the day uh, because I'm not, I don't have in the back of my mind all the things I didn't get done. The things for today, I do them today. I give them the time that they deserve so I don't feel rushed and hurried. Sometimes things take less than I expect and I can do nerdy things like shuffle my oracle cards, whatever. But I'm not thinking, oh my God, I'm on all the time. Remember, it's important for us as authorities for our students, really to model great behavior and being on all the time is not doing that. Crystal says, yes, I missed a yoga class that I had wanted to go to today because I didn't put it on my calendar, right? That's like me and book club, Crystal. I miss it all every month because I just, yeah. There's always room for improvement, right? Life would be so boring if we were perfect already. Okay, folks, there you, there you have it. There is some training for today about prioritizing tasks. If you have enjoyed, this training, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If there are specific topics that you would like me to cover, um, also love to hear from you. You can uh, comment wherever you're, if you're on the podcast or watching this on Facebook or wherever you are on the uh, YouTube channel. Leave me a comment and tell me what other topics would be really useful for you. We're going to use those into the future. I always want to make sure that what it is that I'm offering is Super, super useful for everybody. If you haven't signed up yet for the Achieving Your Yoga Biz Goals in 2018 Masterclass that is happening this weekend, uh, please go ahead and do that. $7. Why? Because I want you to be invested in your own success as at least as much as I am. So you've got to put some cash down so that you show up and use the training. This is not gym equipment that you just hang your dry cleaning on. Use it. Sadie! Um, Sam says, that was great. Juju says, thanks, Amy. You guys are so nice. Great stuff. Thanks, Amy says, Alison. I'm still loving that CD you sent me, Alison. Guys, I got the sweetest. Oh, speaking of sending gifts in the mail, Sadie, I finally put that book in the post for you yesterday. But, you know, I live in the country and you live in up there, so you might get it in a couple of years. Let's, let's see. But it's coming. I posted it. <laughs> Sign up for the masterclass. The link is here somewhere. Uh, and I will be back here at 9 a.m. Melbourne time tomorrow with a new training. Thanks, everybody, for being such willing, great, fun participants. Have a super beautiful day. Feel great about prioritizing your tasks and then put them in your calendar. Kill your to-do list. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.